that walk, that walk, that walk. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. This is Walk and Roll Live. This is Walk and Roll Live. A podcast dedicated to the disabled community, sharing stories of courage and triumph, joy and discovery, and everyday successes and challenges. Now, here are your hosts, Doug Vincent and Eric Aguilar. Hello, welcome to Walk and Roll Live, another episode. This is uh, going to be the last of the year, I believe, right? We'll confirm that with my buddy Eric here in just a second. Hey, uh, thank you for joining us. want to thank Aguiar Professional Training for all of their support this last year, and they're making some noises like they're going to help us out again in 2024. Good news, Eric. Good morning, everybody. My name is Eric Giggler. How y'all doing today? <laughs> Good. You 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 sound like you're a little lower lower key than the usual, Eric. Is there a story behind that? Oh no 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 no! This is my natural voice. <laughs> uh, okay, very good. All right. Well, uh, want to let you know I'm a polio survivor, a crutch user for years, and transitioned into a wheelchair over the last twenty years. And Eric, what's your story? And I have cerebral palsy on the right side of my body, and I use a walking stick, and I'm hard of hearing in my left ear. We uh we just uh, mentioned that because to give you a little context, I know for the first few months we didn't mention that, and I think we were kind of assuming that everybody realized that. You know, well, we had disabilities and we were talking about disabilities, but we just want to make sure if you come into this, uh, into this episode alone and you haven't like followed everything in the chronological order, which is the beauty of podcasts. You can just jump in anywhere. I know most of our episodes uh, will stand alone. So uh, how was your week? Anything exciting? I know we, we went and had a nice lunch. Oh yeah, we did. We did. We did. It was, it was a great lunch, but let me tell you, I think they could have made their shrimp burritos a little bit more better. What would, uh, what's your critique? What would you like to see? I was kind of hoping, you know, it used to be like, you know, maybe more shrimp and maybe some sort of a uh, green sauce, but I'm probably thinking of enchilada shrimp burritos. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It, it certainly was big. Did it, did it fill you up? Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. And, and I had a couple of tacos at this place in San Bernardino and I'd never, I'd never seen this description and it was called Mexico city tacos. So I asked the, the gal about it and she said, well, there's cabbage and there's a, a sauce and I'm like, yeah, let's give it a try. Oh my goodness, man. It was great. Taco versus burritos. Uh, burritos always fill me up compared to tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'll go back and forth. I, I, uh, a lot of times I'll get a taco and a burrito uh, uh, to compliment one another. Right. Uh, anything else this uh, past week that stands out? I went to go see my one-year-old nephew for his birthday. He's getting big, and my, he's a heavy one for a one-year-old. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a big boy. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Got together with the family. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. I went to a birthday party for an eight-year-old. What, what? Hang on. What's that? Say, say, start again. Start again. It felt like I was meeting my family for the first time because I haven't seen a lot of them in in recent years. Oh, that's nice. So a bit of a reunion. It was a half a reunion. Half a reunion. Very good. All right. Um, yeah, I went to a birthday party for an eight-year-old on Sunday, a longtime friend of mine, and uh, that's her middle child. So uh, mermaid-themed. It was a lot of fun. Good food there as well. And uh, then also had a couple of more Christmas parties did two on 
uh, Friday they had one at one o'clock in the afternoon with Rolling Start and then one with Anthesis in the evening and my buddy uh, he, he's a Santa Claus you know if you were I'm sure he gets called Santa year round you know what I mean uh, he's got a white hair big white beard uh, he, he's actually lost weight in the last year or so so he's not as uh, 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 rotund as uh, most Santa Clauses are but still plays the part very well and he's he's had some custom suits made. He has a belt that was made by the the creator that made the belt for Santa Claus the movie. And uh, the actor's name is is slipping my mind now. But you know, no Tim, Tim, Tim Allen, uh, Tim Allen. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, yeah, he's very proud of that big silver buckle. And he got he, he got his latest one a little bit uh, lighter material. So he, he wouldn't overheat in it, you know, but he's great with the kids and all that. So we had a great time and I, I thank him very much for coming out and doing that. Any, any volunteers, he did it, you know, with paid uh, jobs at the beginning. And he said, you know, I just didn't feel right. I just, I just want to do it as a volunteer and, and, and bring joy to the kids. That's what he does. So, uh, so I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, another, another great guest this week. You know, you can attest to this, Eric, we, um, you know, we, we know a lot of these people that we bring on the show. There's been a few um, new ones that we've met, and it's been great. Last week, Taya, thanks so much for her coming on. Um, you know, the old joke, you know, like, do, do you know everybody in the in the community? No. Um, sometimes it feels like it. But um, even, even though we know each other, like our guest today, Josh, we know him. We've known him for years. He's with possibilities. But we don't sit around and talk about our disabilities, right? I mean, that doesn't. We had lunch. Yeah. We, we didn't talk about that. It never comes up. So it'll be interesting, though, to hear, you know, Josh's story. I'm sure he's got a, a great story, just like all of our guests. You know, it's interesting to see life before, life after, how they made the transition, all of those things. So uh, we'll uh, stop down uh, real quick here, and uh, we'll be back with with Mr. Dotson here in just a moment on Walk and Roll Live. Time for some coffee, folks. Introducing Aguiar Professional Training, where we believe your greatest asset is your team. Investing in their development, knowledge, and happiness is crucial for the success and growth of your business. To reach new heights, you need to hire smart, talented individuals and empower them to work in their areas of strength and passion. At Aguiar Professional Training, we're dedicated to helping your employees become happier, more productive, and fulfilled because when your team thrives, your business thrives. We can help your workplace work better. We offer customized workshops and one-on-one -on -one coaching to help teams and leaders build trust and have better communication. We also offer strategic planning sessions, among other services. Elevate your team with Ugyar Professional Training. Hey folks, welcome back to Rock and Roll Live. I'm here with my buddy Doug. Today we're going to be uh, learning the ins and outs and backstory of our good buddy, Mr. Josh Dotson. How you doing, Josh? Welcome. Pretty good. Thank you. Nice to have you here and, and thank you for joining us. Taking a little time to share your story. Everything good today? You have a good weekend? Yep. Very good. Uh, we were just saying uh, before we took our break um, that... You know, we know each other, 
we've known you for years, see you at, you know, the possibilities dinner, seeing you at, at different uh, uh, things at the office that we do, all of those things. But we don't sit around and talk about our disabilities, right? You know, yeah. it's, not, it's not a topic of conversation. Nobody, nobody cares. That's, that's not why we're together. You know, there's a, another purpose we're together. So it's nice to hear some of these stories though. You know, I think it, it, uh, it helps other people that are going through it. I think that's one of the big things. And and I, I think it helps ourselves to tell our stories and because uh, there's always, there's always challenges and you know, it's not like you, you resolve all the challenges. There's always new ones that kind of come up as you're aging with your disability and all those things. So, you know, it's, it's an ongoing process. So uh, what I'd like to do is start, like we do a lot of times with our guests is just kind of get to know you a little bit, maybe even pre and uh, injury, um, you know, where'd you grow up? That kind of thing. Okay. Well, I was born in at Balboa hospital in San Diego and moved to the high desert in the late 80 1980s and then how old were you then um i was younger than five okay okay so probably not a lot of memories of being in san diego i was gonna i was gonna ask if that was a cultural shock to go from san diego and and then go to the high desert but but Um, i probably don't have a lot of recollection from then right four Three or four, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, what uh, what area of the high desert? Like, we moved to Lucerne Valley with my and moved in with my grandfather at the time. All right, and, and went to school there. Went to kindergarten and part of first grade, then moved to Barstow in nineteen. 19- 91 and then been there ever since. Gotcha. So what kind of kid were you? What what were you into? Um I rode my scooter bicycle before my accident and then and video games of course. So Usually at the beginning of our show, I don't know if you listen, and we this is something we've started in the last month or two. We we've when we introduce and we open the show, we introduce ourselves and we and we kind of give a brief description of what our disability is. Uh, you know, for us it's to give us and our listeners that context. Um, you know, these aren't to give I guess the listener an idea of what our perspective is when we talk about, you know, our disabilities and other people's disabilities. Um so you're a survivor of a, of a TBI, right? Traumatic brain and, uh, injury. Yeah. Say again. Traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. And, um, so uh, tell us about that. How did that happen? Um, well, I was put on home study because I was getting bullied in school okay. and then in sixth grade and then Last thing I can remember is I tore my homework in half and then went to my parents' bedroom. Everything else is blurry. 
after that. Wow. So have you been able to, or or anybody else been able to piece together what happened? Um, Yeah, because um, I had a huge bruise from my mom's nine millimeter at the time. Mm -hmm. It was a hollow point and it went in diagonal up at an angle from just above my right ear to about the left side of my top of my head. So the the speculation is that you were upset and, and you tried to arm yourself. That's what we haven't figured out. Yeah. We don't know if I was going to go on a shooting spree or if I was going to kill myself or what. What was your age then? 12. 12. So go ahead. I'm 39 now. 39 now. Okay. Good. So you survived that obviously, but tell us, was that touch and go for a while or? Oh yeah. Yeah. They were talking about organ donations to my parents. Wow. That must've been tough. I was in a coma for about six weeks. Now, and, was and, that as a result of the injury or did they do that medically? To help medically you? induced coma to help my body yeah. heal. Heal, right. Okay. So then what's your earliest recognition or, or you know, um, remember, remembrance of coming out and what do you remember for recollection? Sorry. Hey, um, when I was in the hospital, I remember being turned on my side, throwing up from having seizures. And then the next thing I remember after that is watching Oliver and company in my bedroom, in my hospital room, that is. In your hospital bedroom. Yeah, I was going to ask where you're home. So how, how long did that go on? How long were you in the hospital? Um, I was at the old um, Arrowhead Hospital because they tried transferring, tried airlifting me to Loma Linda, but they didn't think I could make it. And then after I woke up from a coma, I was transferred over to Ballard Rehab in San Bernardino. And that was around Halloween. And then around think no, exactly Thanksgiving Day, 1996, they tried to put a smaller trach in me because it was trying to close. And then I ended up coughing and then I hit the doctor with the trach that they tried to put in my throat. You were a wild man. Joshua. So they just put a bandit on it <laughs> and it healed up good. So, so you're, you're trachea free now, right? Yeah. 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 And, and so, uh, I, was there a, a series of, 
of surgeries after that? And does that continue? Um, the lap, the only surgery I had while I was in Ballard was to get my stomach tube out. And that was a success and yes. Yeah. So you're good. So, um, we don't use the visual part of this. So you've been left paralyzed. Um, I have feeling in all of my limbs. I just have okay. full control of my right arm. Okay. Full control of your right arm. Yes. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. So similar to me, you know, people, you know, they see you back when I walked on crutches and I'm in a wheelchair, they assume you're, you don't have any feeling, you know, and that, yeah. that, that can happen from, mm-hmm. you know, disability to disability, you know, the, a quad generally doesn't, you know, I have full feeling as well. Um, yeah. But no use of my lower extremities, a little bit on one side and that's about it. So, so did you go back to homeschooling after, you know, after you healed? What, what, what came after, after I, that? I came home on February 1st, 1997 from the, re, from the rehabilitation center. And then um, I had physical therapy and occupational therapy at home for a while and schooling, homeschool, of course. Yeah. And then I graduated with my, I had to get, I had to go, I had to have 15 credits of in-school activity, so I you mean at a, was, like at a public school? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I ended up having to go to Central High School here in Barstow because they they're the ones that do the in school for the home schoolers. Okay. And then I graduated. January 2002. Congratulations. Thanks. So was there ever any, like any mental health counseling? Did they ever, ever try to kind of ascertain what your frame of mind was when you might've yeah. tried to harm yourself? And then, yeah. So can you share a little bit with okay. us about that? Yeah. Well, because I was so doped up on seizure medication at the time, and very easy to manipulate to get me to say things. Then um, I saw a my whole well, my mom, me, and my sister went to this um, psychiatrist in Apple Valley, and who I do not recommend. And then I, he got me to admit that I tried to kill myself. So that's on permanent record now, Uh, unfortunately. And there's really no way of knowing because you have no recollection. Correct. I mean, for all, for all we know, you you could have just been messing with the gun and it went off. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a big old bruise on my chest from the kick. Oh, the okay. gun went off. Yeah. Dang. 
so then where do you go from there? You know, if you've got this diagnosis, I guess, uh, did that kind of like, and, or, and does it still kind of haunt you a little bit or it, it is there with you all the time, wherever you, you go to get treatment, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, was, um, I had to, um, I had a primary doctor till I was 21, but then had to switch doctors and then I was referred to Loma Linda to get the baclofen pump because I was maxed out on the pill dosage in 2006, early 2007. And then I was... Were those anti-seizure medications? Anti-spasmatic. Okay. I was off my seizure medication at the time. Okay. But both my arm, well, my left arm mainly was always underneath my chin, still mm-hmm. curled up. And then <clears throat> I, w- I um had a spinal tap by Doctor Brandstater in Loma Linda, and then that was a success. Because my body went limp almost almost instantly. So before that, was your whole body just kind of contracted and rigid? Okay. Oh, that must have been wonderful for you. Yeah. Painful, yeah. (laughs) Then... Had the surgery May 17th, 2007. That was the spinal tap? That was the the pump implant. Pump implant, okay. My first pump implant. Okay. Or meds? Back when, yeah. Okay. Then, while I was in the inpatient hospital at East Campus, a guy in a wheelchair came in and introduced me to possibilities. Signed up right away. And then had a plate implanted in my head because I was missing, still missing skull. Mm, Okay. Well, 
we thought the skull head grew over my um head, my brain. Mm-hmm. But no. But it hadn't. Okay. It was just muscle. <clears throat> so you got the plate in, and yeah. now you're you're involved with possibilities. So, so post injury, <clears throat> I mean, up, up to this point, you've gone back to school. Um, what other uh, other than school? What other activities were you able to be involved with? Video games helped me a lot. <clears throat> I know you're still a big gamer, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so then you were introduced to possibilities. That so, how, how many years post injury was that? That's quite a few, go. right? That was eleven, almost eleven years after my original initial injury. And then, because <clears throat> all I had before that was. Playing video games to keep my mind busy. Yeah. And no interaction uh, with the outside folks. I mean, did you, were you able to make any friends or? All my friends that I had before when I was in school. Yeah. Thought I had died. Wow. So you were basically isolated for the most part for 11 years. Yes. Other than your family. Yes. Aye, aye, aye. And, And through that, were you? Were they getting you any counseling to deal with that? I can imagine there was some depression that came out of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, when you were playing games during that period, were you able to interact with people? Was it uh, to that level yet where there were um, online communication with other players? I tried online games, but ended up getting my butt kicked pretty bad because I didn't have use of both hands to you're right. yeah, yeah, you're disadvantage. So th- that's another thing I want to talk about is just the uh, adaptation and accessibility features that have been added to games now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know I saw, I can't remember, one of the big gamers uh, was at the Abilities Expo. And I remember asking, you know, what, what they were there for. And, you know, he was telling me about all the accessibility things. And there and there's a lot of accessibility things that are part of the games. He was telling me that people who are able-bodied don't even realize that they're an accessibility feature. You know, they were developed for, to make them yeah. more accessible, but they all gamers use them. You know, I'm not sure what the specific ones are, but quite so, it, it, and we'll come back it. We'll come back to that, but I just want to, okay. so I, I, I'm impressed, you know, I already know, and we've spoken about, you know, possibility many times here and we've had other guests that are part of possibilities and, but I'm impressed that after 11 years, you know, I hear the stories of, you know, them sending in peer support when somebody's injured, um, you know, with a spinal cord injury or a TBI and, you know, their first day or two, they're in the hospital and peer support is showing up in the, in your room, but. 11 years later to, you know, that you were on somebody's radar, you know, and you uh, got a visitor. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I was just, I was, I wasn't ever in Loma Linda hospital at the time of my injury. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I think if I was, I would have been much better off by, by now. Yeah. In hindsight, you, you see that, right? Yeah. But I, I'm glad you, you know, they came and, and made uh, contact with you. And because I imagine that changed your life in some pretty significant ways. Oh yeah. Right. Can, can you share with everybody what that did for you? Well, I wasn't, I didn't start being active until 2009 after I had my plate put in because I had my plate put in in 2008, summer 2008, July 29th, 1 p.m. And then I wanted to make sure that that healed up good. And when you say didn't get involved, you mean uh, get involved actively in impossibilities, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because Joshua is uh, (laughs) involved in a big way. You you were all in. So if you're a part of possibilities, if you've ever had any communication from possibilities or any of that, you probably, you know, knowingly or not, you kind of have come in contact with Joshua because he helps a lot with that. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, I'll let you talk about, tell us about your experience with possibilities. Went into the possibilities office 2009. At the time it was still over in the outpatient rehab building. And then Cody Williams said she had the perfect job for me that was managing the possibilities Facebook. So there you go. And still doing it to this day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. Very good. And then also I tried call I tried doing college later in the fall of mm-hmm. 2009, but that didn't work out. And I was even more, well, that put me severely back in depression. So, um, what were some of the barriers, uh, Joshua, for you? Too much work and too short of a time. time. Yeah. Gotcha. And I do everything on computer. So they were wanting me to read a whole bunch of books and do essays on them about what I learned. And that was just too much for me. Was there any discussion about, about some accommodations for you? Oh, when I um, said I wanted to drop out, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the crisis set in for them, then. But at that point, you just uh, were. Yeah, that was just it. Lost that will to it. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But um, it was, I talked to Cody and. She 
recommended I go to a support group for my brain injury. Mm -hmm. And luckily enough, there was one right here in the high desert brainstorming for us. Oh, good. So you were able to attend in person? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. They were meeting at Sterling Inn every month, the first Saturday of every month. For a long time. And Josh was a regular, I imagine. Yep. <laughs> Never missed a meeting unless I was sick in bed. Yeah. So uh, there's there's two sides of that. You know, you are there. You're probably sharing your story, right? Your yeah. journey. And, and that's helping other folks. But then you're you're hearing other stories. That must yeah. have been huge for you, right? That you're yeah. not, uh, for years you had felt alone. You were isolated for crying out loud. You know, yeah. then you get to, you get in a room full of people that, that know exactly what you're going through. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, 2009, March, 2009 was the first time I met, um, brainstorming for us. Because they had the um, the yearly walk that they do for to help raise awareness okay. of brain injuries. So they're also, in addition to the meetings, I imagine this group of folks would have, and I have no idea, I'm just guessing. You know, you get a group of people together and they start having social events in addition to their meetings, right? Yes. Yeah. They'd have events, gathering events where we'd go out and bowl, go to a movie, luncheons, dinners. Yeah, all those things that us human beings need. Oh, and probably... So I don't get in trouble. Lisa Moss is the head of that. <laughs> and give her her props. <laughs> I like it. So I mean, that must have been wonderful for your family, too. I know you and your mother are very close. Yeah. And uh, that uh, I'm sure if we talk, talk with her, that was just wonderful for her to see that her son was, you know, a, a, you know, first of all, having a purpose in life and possibilities. And then getting this emotional support from your community. Yeah. In all these years, you've been playing games, right? Online games. Yeah. So uh, are you competitive now? Mm, <laughs> no, not really. Not with other people. Yeah. But you, I just can, the fact that you can get in there and do it. And, I can keep up, keep up with them. Yeah. Just like anyone else. That's awesome. Now, what kind of, what, what games do you play for our gaming listeners? Real-time strategy games like Command & Conquer. That was my, that's still my number one favorite. And then role-playing role games like Diablo, Final Fantasy. Um, Titan Quest is an older one. Now, are you familiar with any of these, Eric? You forgot about Assassin's Creed, man. Come oh, on. yeah. 
Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I, I I know nothing. I you know I, I was young when uh, Pong and those things started coming out, and I was terrible at games, so I never really got into it. I I was foolish enough to think, ah, this will go nowhere. <laughs> and, look, and look where it is. Yeah, don't 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 trust me to make these kind of predictions. So I should hey, just we stand back and let you guys talk about it. We we were young too at the time. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, and that's just a few of the games that I've played and still play. Very good. So you 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 play a little bit every day, I'm sure. Or a lot every oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. Very awesome. And still uh, still volunteering for possibilities. Yep. Right. I oh. In 2012, Cody had me become official. A official volunteer um, through Loma Linda. And that was a long process. Really? Lots of work to do to become an official volunteer. And you've been rewarded with the Volunteer of the Year, right? Member of the Year, 2009 and 2017, yeah. Yeah. And then also inducted to the Hall of Heroes. In 2013, yes. Yes. Just like us. And I was on the side of the van for a little bit, too. That's right. That's right. The smaller van, that is. Josh was all over town. Yep. Yeah, definitely remember all those nights at the <laughs> Possibilities Dinner. Yeah. You got your recognition. And Cody cried. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> well, good. So what? Uh, what's the future hold for Josh? Um, got any goals and dreams? Well, I'm still hoping to eventually walk someday. But... I'll need a lot of help with that. Yeah. A lot of advancements being made. So so yeah. do you do you still get to physical therapy regularly or um unfortunately no because they said I had plateaued. Yeah. So do you do some things on your own? Um I used to do my weights and tabletop bike at here at home, but I've been in bed most of the time lately so haven't had a chance to get that done and last time last year exact to be exact is i tried to do my weights and tabletop bike and i couldn't even do five i could barely do five minutes on my bike well and that if, was exhausting you know, if you can't get on that routine, even if you just do two, three, four minutes a day, next, yeah. you know, then you add another, you go six, you know, maybe a week later, you add seven, but it's that discipline yeah. of doing it. You know, I'm kind of talking to myself too, Josh, <laughs> telling myself too, I need to, I need to get back on that too, that, that routine. Yeah. yeah you know, and, I'll, and I'll tell you just from my own experience, there's, there's nothing like setting a goal. You know, there's like when I, I did some half marathons in my hand cycle, 
And I would get up every morning at like five in the morning when the sun came up and go out and ride before I'd go to work. And as soon as, you know, and in, in your mind, you have to be ready on the day you're doing that half marathon, right? So that's what motivates you, you know, because there's nobody else getting me dragging my butt out of bed, especially during the wintertime when mm-hmm. it's cold. You get yeah. out of a warm bed to go outside and ride around, you know, in the half dark and cold. Like, you know, that thought and just ticking in the back of your mind, I, I got to I gotta do this or I won't be ready come, come I don't even want to say race day because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't racing anybody. I just wanted to compete it or, you know, uh, compete yeah. in it. And I wanted to, you know, maybe beat my time from the year before. Um, yeah. And then once, once that goal is gone, you know, <laughs> take a crow part to get me out of bed. So maybe there's some goal mm-hmm. you can find that, that you want to do yeah. and that'll, um, that'll help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, excellent. What do you say about an um, exoskeleton to help you walk again, Josh? Yeah. Um, already looked into that and you have to have trunk control, upper body control and both hands. And both hands. I see. Yeah. So that's something that, I mean, there's there's no amount of work that's going to, that you put in that's going to overcome some of your, your limitations, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So is there any other avenues that, uh, that you could see that dream coming true? Um, if there is, I don't know of it yet. Yeah. Well, like I say, man, there are, coming up with new technologies and all the time. So yeah, never know, never say never. Right. Yeah. Very good. So any, uh, anything else before we let you go, any, any advice to somebody maybe that's, you know, just going through this coming out of it and, you know, maybe they feel isolated. Maybe they, you know, don't feel like they, belong or they're the only one anything any encouraging words you have for them um, only thing i can think of is to do research and keep playing games even if you can't get out of the house yeah keep your mind busy find a support group right yes that sounds like a that was a big change in your life well, congratulations on uh, surviving. Yeah. That's that's number one, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, persevering, hanging in there, and uh, it, it really making it sounds like a big transition. And I mean, I can just see it on the smile on your face, you know, when yeah. you talk about certain things that you love, you know, that the gaming, you know, possibilities, the support group, those were the big the big things that uh, put big smile on your face just as yeah. we're uh, doing this interview. So. Excellent. So we look forward to seeing you down the road with possibilities and around town. So thank you very much for taking some time mm-hmm. and coming on uh, Walk and Roll Live. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, buddy. Merry Christmas, man. Always say yes. Merry Christmas to you, too. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. 
Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Well, what do you say? We learned a little bit with that interview, huh? Yeah, that that was that was one of our best ones yet. Yeah. Not that I'm saying nothing, nothing, nothing saying the, all the other ones were bad, but no. that was that was awesome. You know, and like I say, you know, I, um, I've known Josh for years. You know, he talked about those awards. I was there and him seeing possibilities dinner when he got all those. I can remember him coming on stage for those. But you know, you don't talk about those things. You don't sit down and get into the depths of those things. You know, you're not going to when you're hanging out at a dinner, right? So it's nice to take that time and learn a little bit more about it. For all I knew, you know, with Josh is that, you know, he had whatever, cerebral palsy or something was confined to a wheelchair. Uh, I, I don't like that term. Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I don't like to say confined to a wheelchair. I'm not confined. Real quick, real quick. Eric, 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 Eric. Hang on one second. Let me just finish this thought. Is that, you know, I don't like to use that term confined to a wheelchair because I'm not confined to a wheelchair. I can get out of this at any moment. I get out of it every night to go to bed, you know, whatever. So, yeah, so I'm not confined to it. So, anyway, go ahead. Yes, sir. What I was saying, you know, um, I never really ask anybody about their disability, you know, whether no. it's visible or invisible, because when I look at them, I'm not seeing the disability, man. I'm only seeing them. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and I don't have any trouble with it either, but, you know, people will ask me, you know, I've had it my whole life, you know, back even when I was a kid. You know, and people are curious and as long as they ask in a respectful way, I'm going to, I'm going to tell, but I, I give them the, you know, the quick version, you know, I, I just, I have a very quick answer. And then if they want to know more, if they have other questions beyond that, I'm, I'm game to, you know, as long as it doesn't get out of line, which very, very rarely does it, you know, so, and I'm good with it, but I know other people that don't like to. I've known Josh for a couple of years too, myself. And let me tell you, even for as long as I've known him until this day, he's still everything that, that, that I've always thought he would be yeah. a small person that I'd like to call friend. Yeah. There you go. I mean, and that's it. I'm thinking, Oh, you know, I know Josh is the guy that was hard working and, you know, doing all this stuff as a volunteer and getting these awards and, and taking care of Facebook for, you know, it's, those are the kinds of things that defined him. For me, you know, just a good guy, hardworking, you know, and, and was happy to see him when we'd see him at different events. So, yeah, I'm so happy that he came on and, and shared his story with us. And hopefully that'll, that'll help some folks. All right. So we're going to take a break next week. Not going to do a show and uh, we'll enjoy our family and friends for the holiday. And then we'll see you in the first uh, Tuesday of January, something like that. We'll, we'll keep you posted on uh on what's going on anything uh that you're doing here uh in the next uh, week or so that we should know about any any trainings you're kind of going to take a little break from your oh, disaster no, 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 no. I'm all, stuff I'm shut down February, my friend yeah yeah it's christmas right. time for me it's christmas <laughs> time let's eat and drink and be merry but let me tell you about today's show folks if today's episode taught me anything is that you know even if you peel back the layers and in spite of all the barriers and the hardships, you never know where life may take you, good or bad. It's a mystery. Everything ahead of us is a mystery, right? I'm just glad I didn't get weepy this episode. <laughs> had, a, had a couple of weeks there where 
Uh, Doug was getting emotional, so I, I got to I got to try to stop that. All right, buddy. Enjoy your holiday. I'm sure we'll talk during the holidays, but have a great one, and we will see you in 2024. From Doug and Eric, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from Walk and Roll Live. We will see you later, folks. Have a great holiday. Walk and Roll Live is heard around the world at walkandrolllive.com, Podbean, and Spotify. Like us at facebook.com slash walkandrolllive. You can email us at warlive at walkandrolllive.com with comments, observations, or whatever's on your mind. Whatever's on your mind. Have a topic you'd like to hear or a guest you think would be great for the show? Let us know. Look for new episodes every Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.